0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again I'm joined by my co-host Mike. Hello Mike. How's it going? Very nice good. to see it again. <laughs> uh, it's nice to uh, have everyone on board again and today we're going to talk about a very interesting topic Mike. Uh, it's the seven hermetic principles. So we're going to be talking about um, hermeticism, the ideas of hermeticism. Uh, which sprung from uh, Hermes Trismegistus. So first of all, we're just going to look at some of the main um, ideas, the main principles, and a bit, of, a little bit of the background uh, in terms of uh, Hermes Trismegistus. Um, so the the main uh, embodiment of the idea of uh, hermeticism is a collection of ideas that really serve as uh, a map or a guide to the universe. Would you say, Mike?
1: Um. Yeah. Definitely. The the underlying principles that define everything almost. Sure.
0: And all those cheesy self help books and personal development books that are weighing down the shelves in bookshops. Essentially, all of the knowledge in there will be uh, will it be encompassed by the seven hermetic principles, won't they?
1: Yeah, I do find it funny sometimes, in the fact that um, they'll kind of like take this and they'll split one principle and have like three different versions of saying the same thing
0: yeah sure like so i mean like the law of attraction kind of thing yeah yeah,
1: yeah. what was it the 12 spiritual laws yeah
0: exactly yeah so first of all if we look at um this uh it's whether he was a a human being or an entity or a deity or a spiritual being it's not really known is it about Hermes Trismegistus? there's still there's still no real sort of overall general agreement, is there?
1: Well, definitely an interesting character um, and a lot of things written about him. Sure. And considering that, like we were saying earlier, a lot of these um, practices and the es- esotericism sure. tend to be based on this from the Kabbalah to the OTO to, to the Freemasonry and all this.
0: Sure. Um, but I mean, what we obviously do know is that... Um, he was the author of the Emerald Tablet, and of course the Corpus Hermetica, uh, which represents a combination of the Egyptian god Toph and the Greek god Hermes, and it blends the, the mystical with the real. And it's also, his writings is credited with coming from ancient Egypt and Greece. So Mike, I think you agree, it covers um, quite an extensive period of time, doesn't it? As yeah. Well.
1: and as far as we're concerned, basically as old as human history that we know it.
0: Exactly. But I think because our the way in which, as we've said before discerning consciousness, we can lose the meaning of things by trying to tightly define them. I think the idea of Hermes and Hermes Trismegestus is another example of that where you can't really quite clearly define, can you? It's not really possible.
1: Well at the end of the day, it just could be an underlying principle as, a, as an ideal, a goal for us all to try and achieve.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: I mean, whether he is real or not, is academic really, at this really point. It doesn't really matter, does yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also what's interesting is that parts of uh, the writings of Hermes Trismegistus have been found in the Nag Hammadi library, uh, fourth century in uh, ancient uh, Egypt, and also in the Emerald Tablets of Toth. So again as we said right at the outset the ideas contained within the seven hermetic principles are quite universal in that they they reach far back into the annuals of history and as we know they were taken forward by the mystery schools, certainly um, we had the golden dawn in the early part of the 20th century and the royal Zacchaeus and obviously uh Freemasonry has taken forward the principles contained within the Hermetic principles.
1: Yeah, and um Gnosticism used to be um heavily what in the Christianity heavily sure. based on this. Yeah. Until the Council of Nicaea tried to eradicate that kind of knowledge from the Christian base. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah, but
0: And and the the other interesting thing obviously about um as we were saying earlier, whilst chatting upon this episode is the idea of gnosis and wisdom to to know thyself in order to know thyself you have to have good knowledge shall we say and fully embrace these principles don't you Mike because otherwise you're not going to be able to walk the so-called razor's edge or or, you know you're not going to be a true full spectrum human being
1: yeah so these principles um do cover more than just the external world the internal one as well and honestly I think instead of just talking around these things we We should get on and start. So just
0: lastly uh, Mike just for the benefit of our listeners before we head into uh, each of the seven principles I've got a quote here from um, Manly P. P. Hall who's most well known for writing The Secret Teachings of All Ages and um, I believe that was published in the 1920s so this is a nice little quote which uh, will give our readers um, a nice feel uh, for um, the idea of who Hermes Trismegistus was. So Manny P Hall says, and I quote, he was master of all arts and sciences, perfect in all crafts, ruler of free worlds, scribe of the gods and keeper of the books of life. Toth Hermes Trismegistus, the three times greatest, the first intelligencer, was regarded by the ancient Egyptians as the embodiment of the universal mind, while in all probability there actually existed a great sage and educator by the name of Hermes, it is impossible to ex- extricate the historical man from the mass of legendary accounts which attempt to identify him with the cosmic principle of thought, which again I think alludes to what we're saying about this sort of amorphous idea of who he actually was. Yes. I think, really. And the interesting thing, uh, lastly, just before we move on, Mike, is the idea of the tri obviously representing the three
1: yeah the the triad is the the simplest basic principle that will support anything like just think of a stool as soon as you build a stool with two legs it falls over but a three-legged stool will easily stand up
0: sure yeah nice little distillation there um so we're going to start now with the first principle which is the print the principle of mentalism and just to distill it down as simply as possible that means that all is mind the universe is mental so all the phenomena of life be it matter and energy or the material universe are thoughts of an infinite and universal living mind so the mental universe equals or is equivalent to an infinite intelligent field
1: yeah the way i see that is everything comes from the conscious thought sure yeah and um, it becomes real through physicality you know it makes itself through the interaction with the the fields of the universe sure
0: yeah
1: um, the one thing that most people say about this though when it comes to oh well a rock isn't conscious sure yeah but i always see um, conscious comes down to an experience of sure yeah the idea that the rock isn't conscious just because there's no inputs outputs in a in a computer system it's almost like like well that computer doesn't have any inputs and outputs on it but is it still a computer sure yeah Yeah. i mean you know the way we um, have this kind of like weird scale of not conscious to conscious and it all comes down almost to the input outputs that that being can can cope with Sure. I mean the more you have the more conscious you are tend to be
0: And sure. in terms of thank you for that in terms of um, the power of this principle or should I say the power of the mind it's always important to consider that um, our thoughts or our thoughts exist in many different dimensions all at the same time so that's how we can realize uh, in our day-to-day lives that uh, our wandering thoughts aren't mere inconsequentialities they are quite important th- things because we don't know how they're radiating outwards or who they might be affecting on the physical plane or in our own subconscious mind so that's why again the pr- principle of mentalism or the fact that all is mind is so important would you agree with
1: that? yeah I mean even if you don't believe in you know, extra dimensions or or a thought realm or anything like this. Just the very fact that your very thoughts affect the electromagnetic field around you. They actually generate a field. And so you are literally sending out your thoughts, broadcasting them to the world 24-7. So it really does put one of the later principles of that, now getting back in it, sure. it, you know this is why it's the first one because it does underlie in a sense some of the others yeah
0: that's i guess that's why it is it is the first one because it, it it does run through all of them or yeah. they kind of they all kind of harmonize well um also on the in each principle what we're going to do is look at them in a more kind of everyday uh, way as well so some things that spring to mind in our day-to-day lives uh, um that might apply to the law of, or sorry, or even the principle of mentalism is the phenomena of mind over matter, Mike, or visualisation. So, or perhaps um, many of us have done a body scan meditation. So we can get to focus. We might focus on a particular uh, part of the body or a chakra point, And we can, we, you know, the, the person guiding us might say, well, focus on your feet. And if we di- direct energy towards there, we can feel a sensation of heat. Or coolness so that shows how it um, shows the power of the mind and when we're saying all is mind it's kind of relevant in that way
1: yeah so this is the personal understanding of a universal truth in it was sure. so yeah you know even though the the very saying has many facets to it sure. the the part that we're going to experience is that essentially
0: sure and also um, the the power of the the mind and the this principle principle of mentalism it can be related to the idea of how all our thoughts are intimately connected like we were uh, earlier before we started this recording I had a thought and then it kind of related to something that you you were going to say was about a previous episode uh, that we did on um, the Truman Show and again it it shows how our thoughts are intimately connected although obviously we can't see that fact you know it's quite an interesting thing And also, um, I've experienced this many times before where you feel like you've come up with a unique idea, but then you realise, oh, someone else has had it. And it may be that they've had the idea, given expression to it, and then you've picked up on it. So again, it demonstrates how we're all kind of interconnected.
1: Yeah, yeah, everything seems to be invented simultaneously at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Like but the the bulb, the light bulb, the, the telephone. Sure. Even um what was it? Einstein no, not Einstein, Newton inventing Music. calculus. Someone also invented it in another country sure. around the same time.
0: Yeah, sure. So I think it's helpful. It's empowering to be aware of these things, Mike, because sometimes in our day-to-day lives and in the boring kind of routines that we get into we, we can lose sight of how powerful we are do you know what I mean as a human being
1: I mean I would say the the biggest thing is we forget the impact we have on our environment yes that's because cute. we always see that's it from cute. our own perspective the egoic so perspective you yeah. never get to see it from an outside perspective no, no. Um, so we forget how powerful that role is yeah and that's why we kind of like misjudge situations so easily yeah
0: and that's Um, a good way of ending on this principle mentalism is um, hopefully by gaining an understanding of all the seven principles we can you know behave in ways or uh, that are more helpful for us and create a more helpful life in a way would you agree that's the whole point it's not uh, I meant to say at the beginning but it's not just like about mental intellectual stimulation with these points it's like actually they underpin the whole as we did say, the whole of existence. So all of these will be affecting your life in a, you know every second of your existence. Yeah,
1: um, these underpin everything. So the more we understand them, we embody them, like sure. you were saying. Yeah. And so we will naturally change what we put out sure. by this by the fact that we know this. Yeah, sure.
0: So moving on now, Mike uh, to number two. Uh, which is the principle of correspondence. So I'll briefly just give a description of that and then we can discuss on that. So this basically means as above, so below, uh, as below, so above, or as within, so without, and as without, uh, so within. And so probably most of our listeners will recognise this in terms of symbolic form as the alchemical symbol as above, Say so below or uh, the Star of David, which has been appropriated by the state of Israel, That's <laughs> another completely different issue. But obviously, you'll see that symbol in a lot of um, Christian type um, churches and cathedrals um, replete. Um, so um, if we discuss this point, it's interesting to consider that um, a lot of solutions and problems that exist in our, our life tend to the solutions tend to come. When we look above, so say we have a, an issue with someone in our life, when we uh, re- remove ourselves from the whole kind of egoic response and and um, oh it's just all their fault, and actually look above at what's going on, the sort of hidden uh, aspect, um, often it um, it will a picture will be revealed to us of of what is actually occurring, kind of thing, and um, also we can say that. Um, with the idea of as above so below it relates to different planes or dimensions Mike the fact that we are existing in the physical but there are also um, the hyper dimensions as well that are existing uh, all at the same time
1: Um, yeah I think an ancient philosopher once said that um... Any, any shape that could be created or made in, in our physical realm is just a, a poor representation of a perfect one in a higher dimension sure, yeah. as it were sure. um, but this does really say how everything will tend to mirror we will always come to the fact that what we put out is what we will receive sure. um, so this going back to the, the first it's a next logical step from that mentalism aspect sure. is whatever yeah. we give yeah. out sure. will literally resonate and we'll so get back that, so
0: that's the correspondence
1: yes. element. Yeah. yeah because it has to correspond yeah sure
0: yeah that's interesting and also um what i've considered with um, the law of uh, or the principle of correspondence or as above so below which is probably more commonly known as really isn't it um, yeah
1: but saying it's correspondence just as easy yeah, in that yeah. Sense
0: sure of... is what what we're essentially What's happening with this principle is when you're looking um, at a higher level, uh, beyond the surface, shall we say, what sprung to my mind is it very much. That's how the tarot works, because it's looking for uh, patterns and it's displaying it in the form of symbolism. So I would say that's like how the tarot, I mean, the tarot, as we've said, before relates to all of these principles as well doesn't it Mike
1: yeah so I mean the tarot is a whole big subject for itself so talk for another day possibly um but yeah the tarot is just trying to tell a story using this yeah but you know trying to get to a more understanding of yourself out of it
0: yeah sure so how this might play out for example um in in your everyday life is is um the fact that as I said before there might be a situation in your life that you can only really change or resolve once you realise the true issues that is causing it. And often um, you'll find that that is something that you need to do by delving a bit deeper. It's not something that you can just do on the surface. Do you know what I mean? You need to actually look beyond or look below or above, so to speak. I mean, I
1: would almost put this so uh, in the way that David liked it, yeah. about combing the mirror. Right. I mean the law of correspondence essentially means what what what's you, in your environment can only come out from what's inside you sure, so yeah. no matter how much you try to do to change your environment it's only just trying to comb the mirror sure. if you don't actually change what's inside yourself you won't resonate towards you you won't correspond a new environment that you want
0: no because if you're not going on a deep level Yeah, how can anything of any gravitas uh, correspond or gravitate back back toward towards you? Um, So moving on to the third principle, which is the principle of vibration. So that basically means that nothing rests, um, everything moves, and everything vibrates. So we have matter, energy, spirit, and these are all simply and they're all vibrating or uh, well, different uh, um, rates of vibration really, or different frequency for want of a uh, better phrase, so um, you can think of that in terms of when you see a spinning wheel and it's ri- vibrating at a very high speed it almost appears to be motionless, whereas if you've got an object that's moving very slowly it appears to be at rest, so they're just like everyday um, examples of um, this principle,
1: kind of yeah. So, this goes to show that um, the idea that you want to always keep moving, keep changing, never become stagnant or sure. stale because sure. that's when um essentially energy um gets blocked and sure. blockage of energy is bad uh, and this is from...
0: to well it all lead to physical disease
1: yeah so this law of vibration is basically also a physical law at the end of the day yeah, everything has yeah. to move nothing nothing stays still nothing's static forever sure
0: and it said that um when we repress our emotions again, that's why they cause uh, illness because we're not processing them, essentially. Um, The other thing is, of course, to consider, Mike, is that um, individual thoughts have their own type of frequency. And we've seen this with, um, who was the Japanese author, researcher, who... Oh, um, Dr Yamamoto, Yamamoto, I think that was his name. Yeah, who labelled um, different types of emotions like anger, love, fear on water. Uh, and then there were different crystal formations based on... So that demonstrates quite clearly that even just in the physical word form, without expressing the emotion itself, that it has a different level of frequency.
1: Yeah, because um, we literally see the word. That word brings us an emotion. Actually, saying this now, it really reminds me of that scene in The Matrix. Right. You know where Neo meets um, those two parents of the daughter. Yeah. On the train station, it was just like, you believe in love? And it was just like, what is love? Sure. It's just a word, sure. but what it really is is the emotion it inspires. Sure. Yeah. Um, and this Dr Yamamoto thing is all about. We just saw the word, but that inspired an emotion that caused our thoughts to change, an sure. EM field to be created that caused these to crystalline in such a way. Sure. So you know, that's almost like a semi-physical explanation of how this stuff actually works. yeah
0: sure yeah it was it was a really good example of it and um in terms of everyday things really simple things like a beautiful painting or a piece of art it will be the vibrancy or the frequency of the colors which are vibrating a certain frequency that appeals to us uh, or if you think of music again it will be that the type the frequency of the music um that that can appeal to us and also if there's often the expression goes feeling out of harmony with your environment. So it might be or that out of sync or out of sync. So it might be that all of a sudden you realize, oh, quite a few of my friends, we're not on the same wavelength anymore. You're or you might do a bad
1: vibe. bad
0: vibe or you might say, you know, to your partner, your wife, your husband or whatever. We're not on, you know, we're not on the same level anymore. We're not on the same frequency. You know, we are speaking a different language. So <laughs> this idea of the principle of vibration relates to again why these principles are so amazing is to every aspect of life and it's good to it's good to keep that in mind isn't it yeah definitely it's really quite empowering so moving on to the fourth principle uh this is called the principle of polarity so this means that everything is dual everything has poles everything has its pair of opposites and that opposites are identical they only vary in degree so it's quite interesting so for example you might have a magnet, but it, it's like one solid piece. It has to have a north and
1: it has to have a south.
0: Sure. And in the same way, that temperature, hot and cold, it's the same, but they're only different in terms of degrees. So again, it's that paradoxical. Yeah.
1: Magnet. I mean, at the end of the day, what we naturally call hot and cold, physicists would call really hot on the ultimate scale of things. Sure, sure. Um, so oh, again, is a perspective of those polarities um and one of the biggest problems is especially if you take it into the personal perspective mm. is that we lose view of the whole yeah when sure. we go to one of the extremes of those polarities sure.
0: Sure. and and that is a perfect uh, example of terms of love and hate in where you've got this constancy uh, consistency but it's only when we kind of there's no clear point where the emotion changes it's only where we focus
1: do you know what the interesting thing is about that love hate thing Mm. is that no matter if we're loving someone or hating someone we're still obsessing over that person yeah
0: so we are still pour it's the same amount of energy or same level of energy
1: it's just in which direction are we pouring it is it the positive or the negative sure
0: and i think again relating to everyday life that's important when we are having an argument with a, a loved one is to is to is to remember that because in that moment we might really hate them but the reality is we've just swung to pol- swung to the, the polarity and then once the arguments are over they might come you know might might have the makeup which is always <laughs> which is always the interesting part so yeah um again in terms of as i was just saying in terms of everyday life um you can use the law the principle of the law of of, of polarity in that you can kind of you're probably aware of this mike hack your own mind in that you can focus on a desired feeling and then to begin to uh, then in effect you can experience that feeling in a more spontaneous way so initially you might use a memory or something or an event that's happened and you might want to replay that feeling that you had in that moment of bliss or whatever it was by focusing obviously on that feeling then it can become more spontaneous so again that shows kind of like um the, the power of the mind in a way sort of thing. And you've also got the fact that um our minds don't know the difference between what is imagined and what is real. And this is what a lot of practitioners of the law of attraction say in that in order to find your ideal partner, in order to own the your new sports car or you know the mansion, you have to feel the emotions already having those things. That so that's another example of this pr- this principle. I
1: mean one of the ones I always love is um a lot of the talk about like meditation or these sort of spiritual practices is always to center yourself sure yeah but what they never actually explicitly explain is the fact that that's centering yourself within the polarities that exist within the human nature right sure um, and it's not until we do Center ourselves where we can see things clearly sure I mean I always use a um, explain it in a way of like seeing a maths graph yeah yeah if you want to get to a certain location in that math graph yeah it does help to know where you exactly are to begin with otherwise sure. you're gonna miss your target
0: right so you've got to, you've got to know where you are on the map
1: before you can get to where you're going before, yeah
0: exactly so that's
1: what you have to do center yourself in those polarities.
0: and uh, as our listeners are i'm sure they're well aware most spiritual practice is based on you know um, dealing with emotions in a kind of conscious way and dealing with situations in a conscious way, so your emotions are harmonized and balanced. I wish I always managed that.
1: <laughs> it's, <a> str- <laughs> it's not easy. That's why we have to work on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I'm often, you know, I'm often pulled. Uh, I can be quite uh, angry at times, but yeah, and it, this again shows you how important these principles are in times in terms of your own um, personal development. So moving on to uh, the fifth principle, which is the principle of rhythm. Uh, This equates or means that everything flows out and in, everything has its tides, and all things rise and fall. So if you think of the pendulum, it rises and falls, the pendulum on a clock from left to right in equal measure, like the seas and the oceans, never stopping, always changing. There's always a rhythm, isn't there, to life and in the universe.
1: I mean, I always see... um... From the electrons to galaxies almost like it's a giant cosmic dance sure. that's being played out sure yeah
0: and you've also got the fact that life the life, life itself or the cycle of life and creation and destruction again it is life a, is a, to
1: death exactly um, well i should say birth to death yeah sure <laughs>
0: um again this is also mirrored in uh, an aspect of life that we all experience on a day-to-day basis this, well, you have a high, you might have had like a peak experience, you know, it might be a, a shamanic experience or something. You might be on a retreat or it could be as simple as something as simple as going to a concert, a rock concert and being on a real high. And the next day you have like this melancholy because, you know, again, the principle of rhythm you can't maintain that high so yeah, you...
1: you have to take the ups with the downs sure. i mean you like you say you can't ride that high forever no,
0: and that's where drug abuse comes in yeah. <laughs> kind of convincing convincing yourself that that you are uh, that, that you i can. always
1: find like drinking alcohol and stuff is is pretty much like borrowing tomorrow's happiness to experience today
0: yeah sure that's one way of putting it and obviously the thing that springs to my mind mike on this principle of rhythm is that's why it's so important to have an awareness of astrology because if you know your astrological chart and how uh the planets are moving and correlating with one another it'll help to explain maybe why a particular cycle is happening at your point in, in your life and so you don't necessarily go well oh i'm depressed or anxious you go you can be a bit more kindly and a bit more understanding of yourself because you can say, Well, actually, I've read, uh, you know, my astrological reading and, and this makes sense.
1: I mean, one thing I do find about like the astrology aspect um, or that perspective mm. is that it takes the the personal side of it because when things go bad in your life and especially they start building up you you kind of start taking it personally and you get upset about it but when you start realizing oh it's just a cycle I'm going through that stage at the moment gives you a sort of understanding and it depersonalizes that yeah
0: exactly I mean, what one thing I'm hoping for is the hibernation cycle where in winter <laughs> it's okay, in the UK at least, to just hibernate for three months. Well,
1: apparently, <laughs> I've just learned this the other day, apparently humans have the genes like bears to hibernate. Right. It's just not active. Right. Of the and I'm
0: not sure if our bosses and our listeners' bosses will... will... Well, tolerate. I'm, I'm not in for three months because I'm just hibernating, and it's all about the principle of, principle of rhythm. Here you, go. Yeah. you need to you need to understand this. Anyway, so once again with this principle, Mike, and for the benefit of our listeners, we can just see how integral it is to life and existence.
1: Really. Yep, life, the universe, and everything. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so moving on to number six. Uh, number six is the principle of cause and effect. And this means every cause has its effect, every effect has its cause. So everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognised, and nothing escapes the law. So thinking of law, to see this um, this is what Alistair Crowley took forward in a lot of his writings. Yeah. So as And the other thing, of course, is having an unawareness of the law, Uh, doesn't make you immune to the consequences of not knowing. Yeah, you're just
1: tumbling down the rabbit hole.
0: (laughs) I think what's interesting about this one, Mike, is we all fall into the trap of feeling at times a victim of life, as if life is happening to us or as if we're just, you know, we're going through a particular period and we're having a lot of misfortune. So I feel it's important when we're feeling that to make ourselves aware of this principle, because there might be something that we're doing in, in our life where we're tripping ourselves up and we're completely unaware of the effect it's causing, well, of of having because we're unaware of what we're causing, (laughs) the chaos in our life might not just be bad luck, might actually be our fault.
1: Well, again, this goes back to that whole, um, you know, um, centering ourselves, because if we're giving off chaotic signals sure. we're going to get chaotic situations come back at us
0: yeah yeah
1: and again it's that whole mastery knowledge of oneself that can guide us forward for an easier life yeah in that sense. i mean don't get me wrong um there's definitely going to be always problems coming around because everyone in their life has got their particular problem to solve sure. it's like their cycle their yeah. their lesson in life yeah
0: sure and also what's interesting this this principle is where a lot of the self-help gurus look and they'll, and you know, the whole idea of goal setting. So if you feel that your life is completely out of control and you and you want to achieve something, they'll hop on about, and I agree, it's true, setting small goals in order to reach the, the main, larger goal. Because if you feel that, oh, this stuff is just, excuse me, all this stuff is just happening to me and I'm not in control of my life, it does help, even just day to day, to have targets strike them off at the end of the day and go well no actually okay i might be having a crap time at work or my relationship might be going through you know the shit storm at the moment but i'm working towards changing it or healing it and i think that yeah doing daily lists and things like that and goals can help what do you think yeah
1: definitely it's that graduated commitment that gets you um enticed into wanting to achieve more because you start ticking those things sure
0: off. yeah sure yeah and and just finally uh, on this principle mike Um, This this is one where when you sit maybe in quiet meditation or if you're working with a therapist or you have a spiritual healer you're working with, um, awareness is of the role that you're playing in your life and everything that's happening. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I have to hold, hold my hand up and realize this is all about me. Yeah, everything is because it can be, as I said, just a few moments ago ago it can be easy to just feel like you're a, vic- a victim you're just a puppet on a string and there's all these things happening to you in your in your life and you you don't know how to take control
1: yeah i mean like you're saying the idea that everything happens for a reason because that's essentially what's sure. getting at yeah and um, makes you realize that you're you're in that situation for xyz you needed to be there. You just need to go through it. You may sure. not like it, sure. but then again, the universe doesn't care about that. No,
0: and and again, this relates to the point you made on the last principle. Having that knowledge, it it can be helpful because it, it, as you said, it contextualizes it. So that pain, you know, you might be going through a real extreme dark night of the soul, job loss, relationship ending, whatever it might be. If you've got a context for that, it does help you get through it. Otherwise, you think, my god. Why, why is this, as I said, why is this just happening to me? Am I just unlucky? I think though some people look at it in a different way and they go, if there's, if I'm in control of all these things, oh my God, I'm just stressed. Or I'm doing a really shit job at life. Do you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, it's that taking, it's not taking it personally. Yeah, That's what sure. it does. It creates
0: that gap. Or that and as just, soon as
1: you don't take it personally, it's just a situation you've got to deal with. Sure. You know, it's another experience you've got to go through it doesn't seem like so much of a big deal then Sure
0: and also in the past, Mike, what I've found helpful is realizing well it's a universal principle so it applies to everyone.
1: Yeah, no no one no no,
0: no no one's above that. So moving on to number seven uh, the last principle is the principle of gender uh, so this means gender is in everything everything has its masculine and feminine principles so and that gender manifests on all planes, be it the physical, the mental uh, and the spiritual so both the masculine and the feminine exists in all things so nothing can come into being without this principle
1: i can i'm sorry guys we should have given trigger warnings (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
0: so um in order again to be a fully developed human being we need to uh, integrate the uh, feminine and masculine aspects of ourselves, don't we? The, the feminine and masculine uh, energies, I think this is what this principle partly relates to.
1: I mean, to be honest, I will say um, from an English perspective, this is a hard one to get because we've been brought up with most of our life with a language that doesn't include gender, unlike no. most of the European languages that do. Sure you know when you're brought up with an idea that everything has a gender growing up that right, this principle sure. is quite obvious but
0: maybe the birth of gender neutrality came from the uk for that
1: reason. <laughs> but yeah in our language it, everything just is it's not male or female so i've got to admit i always struggle to understand this one but yeah sure. i'm coming around to it slowly but surely
0: sure it might be helpful just to quickly uh in terms of masculine energy i'm thinking uh it's sort of assertive, uh, explorative. It's kind of thrusting out their energy, uh, conquering energy. Whereas the female tends to be more sacred, receptive, protective, and is about maintaining traditions, beliefs, and tends to honour what is important. And at this time, as we spoken spoke about in our order out of chaos episode, the masculine is obviously in the ascendancy, and it, it is and it is said at this time that it's about making sure that the feminine that we come into balance more in with the feminine, both on the micro and the macro. And maybe all this craziness in, in the in the world is, is a recognition that we are shifting from a kind of patriarchy, patriarchal society. At the moment, it's just all a bit extreme, isn't it? And it will, the edges will soften up, up I think as we move into more balance
1: well well, again going back to the whole polarity situation sure. um, I think it's one of those things where we've started to understand at a very very subtle level everyone deep inside of us has gone well actually there is something more to this sure. but instead of being sensible and going oh actually gender isn't everything okay and I get what's on about sure, that yeah. it's gone that you know crazy let's explore let's go to the, let's go to the extreme extreme yeah and
0: let's be tribal about it
1: and we're still very in that extremes of polarity in that situation sure. um, yeah. but yeah I do find that um, the principle of gender quite interesting even when it comes to basic physical geometry mm. um, to the the straight lines are very masculine but curvy lines are very feminine sure, sure. Um, yeah makes total sense just sure. look at the female body <laughs> yeah sure
0: and we tend to live in very masculine type um, premises don't we because there's certainly not many curve lines in in this building for example or the way in which houses are built they're built in a very masculine way so over time as as the universe and within ourselves we come in the the feminine uh comes into more balance and prominence may be the shape of our actual architecture will we'll change
1: i believe so <laughs> yeah hopefully
0: and just it might be helpful to to obviously uh look at society at large what we've seen in the 20th century is because the uh masculine has been in the ascendancy we've what have we seen is a massive abuse of power and we've lost sight of feminine principles more which are about creating harmony uh and hopefully going forward as we've discussed in previous episodes that's what we'll see coming to the fore
1: so wow. i let's hope so yeah so
0: i think it is interesting the principle of gendering that is extremely relevant at this time in terms of how how the world is changing but although it might appear to be in extreme chaos the fact is that this is you know heralding something maybe more positive and is herald- heralding a change to something of more balance hopefully
1: well i like to explain it in the way like i clean my room yeah it becomes a complete state before everything gets sorted out sure, yeah. so you know this is just us shrugging off all these um, old ideas and old ways of operating you know getting them out there yeah we're experimenting we're, we, we're kind of like trying to find ourselves in our new new understanding of this world because you've sure. got to admit um, there's almost been a global level of awakening because even the most people now understand the law of attraction sort of stuff um so it's become um you know into the subconscious mind of everybody sure sure so even though we're all coming to the fact of knowing this we're all kind of like trying to understand it in our own special way yeah
0: sure yeah yeah and 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 i think that's a really helpful thing to say mike because it's important to hold to keep that in mind when we look out in the external world And we see all this craziness and tribalism and argument going on that, well, actually, underneath that, there is kind of like a good process. There is like a healthy process. There's a process that we need to go through as a humanity. Just at the moment, it doesn't look like that. But I think maybe in a generation's time or hopefully less.
1: Well, just like the cause and effect, we need to go through this process to get where we want to go. Sure. Um, Because if we don't go through this process, we're going to take all that um, you know built up tension or or knowing into the new environment to cause more issues yeah
0: sure to, to cause more chaos and despair. so
1: it's better to get rid of it now yeah
0: definitely <laughs> so in just uh, by way of conclusion uh, obviously we've covered the seven hermetic principles. There is copious amounts of information, isn't there, online?
1: Oh my God, yes. I mean, this sort of stuff underpins every single mystery school out there. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, to be honest, we've just given you a brief overview. We, we, we've
0: given you a, a kind of pre-seed um, episode, haven't we, on this. We hope it's been an interesting uh, introduction. And, and of course, um, we would encourage you to go and do uh, your your own research and how it relates to different aspects of your own life, which I know that I did. Uh, whilst um, researching uh, these different principles, and again, um, in terms of the context, why we like to cover things like this, Mike, is because it really underpins. This is a spiritually based podcast. Yeah. At the end of the day, so we felt that we felt that it was important to to cover something like the hermetic principles, because as we said at the beginning, it's essentially a
1: map or a guide to existence i like to think of them as like the rules of the game yeah yeah you understand these rules and then you can win the game yeah sure i mean that's essentially what they were saying about trismegistus because he knew the free levels of all of these understandings he mastered them so he Essentially what the story says is written ripped himself out of the book of life.
0: Yeah, sure. Exactly. Couldn't put it better
1: myself. Got out of the karmic cycle.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I say, yeah, please, please do look into them and, uh, you know, think how they relate to different aspects of of your life. They're they're very um, interesting things. I know that Mike and I will certainly go away and look at them in in greater depth as well. So um, just by way of rounding up. um, how you can contact us here at Discerning Consciousness. Um, we appreciate uh, your input, as we always say, if you have any ideas for new shows or if you'd just like to um, tell us what you think of the show or, if you, as I say, if you have any ideas, we always value that, don't we? Why?
1: Yeah, definitely like to read any comments or input within the Facebook groups. Sure,
0: yeah. So, um, as uh, we've as said before, the uh, main point of contact is the Discerning Consciousness Facebook group. The good thing about it is we 've launched it not just to promote the show, Mike is it anyone i 'm um, posting stuff daily of anything to do with spiritualism, esotericism ancient histories, um, anything really, uh, anything that catches my eye put on there. And quite a few people now are daily uh, posting things, which is really good. So, yeah, it's nice
1: to see a community gather around us. Yeah, this. exactly.
0: And also, uh, just quickly, Mike, we've got the Facebook um, page as well. So all the episodes are listed there. And if you do want to contact us, there's uh, uh, you can message us through there. And lastly, if you did want to donate to the show, that would be great. And there's a PayPal button on the main Podomatic website. So um, thank you uh, one and all for uh, listening again. It's been great to have you guys on board. A really interesting um, discussion. And thank you, Mike, for your always, especially especially sorry. for your um, scientific input. On, yeah, it's always or, fun to talk about this or, sort of stuff. <laughs> on those ideas. And so just to end with, um, remember, folks, if you're not in control of your consciousness, someone else is. Bye for now.